Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. So in the days ahead, we're going to look at this subject, the necessity of connection. We're going to take this from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. It tells us this, So now you Gentiles, who's the Gentiles? That's us are no longer strangers and foreigners. That's good news. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are His house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. We are carefully joined together in Him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Now, here's what that says. You and I cannot be this holy temple for the Lord unless we're joined together in Him. It's not a separate thing, it's joined together. Through Him, you Gentiles are also being made part of His dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. So this morning what we're going to look at is the most important connection, being connected to Christ connected to Him in every way. Now, we're going to look at John chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. These are the verses we're going to go through this morning, and so we're going to look at them and what this means to be connected to Christ. How am I connected? What does that entail? First of all, you have to embrace your position. You embrace your position. It begins in John chapter 15, verse 1, I am the true grapevine… So, Jesus is the vine. My Father is the gardener. He's the one who tills the soil. He's the one who gives everything that is needed, the nourishment and everything that is needed for their growth to take place. He cuts off every branch of mine. Who's the branch? Us. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And the prunes, the branches that do bear fruit, so they'll produce even more. For Jesus is the one referred to in the Scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Now, notice what it says in verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. There are not many ways to God. The only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ. That's not me saying that. That's what the Bible teaches. Now, we live in a world that does not believe that. We live in a world that believes there are a lot of ways to God. That as long as I believe in what I believe in, and I'm a good person, and you have your God, and I have my God, and you know, as long as you serve a right God and do the right thing, you're going to be good. No, you're not. Jesus Christ is the only way to be a part of the vine. And there is no other way. So, no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. One way. Only way. And, well, what about, I got this friend, they're really a good person, and they really, you know, they do all the good things. In fact, they're better than a lot of people who call themselves Christians, and I, I really think they, they, you know, intend to do right, and I, but I know they don't believe in God and don't believe in Jesus, not the one I, they're not saved. Plain and simple. We are the branches if we accept Him as our Lord and Savior. 
That's what it teaches. That's what Scripture says. That's what we stand for. The only way to be connected is through Christ. He's the branch. I'm the branch. He's the vine. There is no other way to God except through Jesus Christ. I can't say it strong enough. I can't say it often enough because our world goes completely the other way. Look at what Colossians says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. We have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will, to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit, and all the while you will grow as you know God better and better. So we have to understand our position. We embrace it. Our position is, I'm a branch attached to the vine. The vine is Jesus Christ. The gardener is God, and it is the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. Got it? That's where it starts. You are not connected to God if you're not connected to Jesus Christ. Okay? Secondly, we have to experience the pruning of the Word. We have to experience the pruning of the Word. Pruning is not easy. Here's what it says. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Prune means you weed out unwanted or unnecessary things. You cut back the growth so more growth can take place. Now, we live in Florida. You should know this principle as easy as can be. We had some branches outside our house, uh, bushes that kind of in the side there, you know, where you hide the garbage cans and everything with those bushes. And they were getting really, really tall, really big. I'm one of these guys. Let's cut those babies down. My wife is, oh, let's be gentle with them. Let's, you know, not too much. Me, let's, uh, let's go to here, you know, and they'll, well, no, let's stay, let's just, you know how it works. But here's what we know. It doesn't matter how you cut them. They're growing back, Right? And they're going to go back stronger, heavier than what they were before. It's a principle of nature. And God says, that's the same principle that works in your life. That I will constantly prune you because I'm the gardener. I know what it takes for you to grow. It will not always be easy, but if you will pay attention to my words, because the Word of God is what helps us do what is right. You see, we don't like being pruned. We don't think, well, I'm okay the way I am. Just leave me alone. And God says, no, 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 no. I'm the gardener here. And the goal is for you to do one thing. You need to produce fruit. I'm going to help you do that. This is what prune means. I gave you the definition in your notes. Weed out the unwanted, the unnecessary things. Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive, it's powerful, it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. 
Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes, and He's the one to whom we are accountable. Oh, God, I'm fine. God says, no, you've got this attitude. We're going to work on it. We need to cut it away. It's hindering your growth as a Christian. Well, God, no, I'm fine. No, you got this way of thinking that is not healthy for you, and you need to change it and to fix it. Oh, no, I'll be good. No, we're going to get rid of that. I'm going to help bring conviction to you, and we're going to start working on you eliminating that from your life. And so God begins to work in our life, and He does that by cutting away things that are hindering us. Well, but I'm not so bad. You're a lot worse than you think. All of us have this nature, don't we? And this nature constantly hinders us from producing the fruit that God wants us to produce. Therefore, we are expected to produce much fruit. God expects you to be fruitful. God expects you to grow. Now, notice what our text says, John chapter 15, you remain in me, you stay connected to me, and I will remain in you, we'll we'll grow together, and a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. You can't produce fruit God wants you to produce unless you remain in Jesus Christ. And that's more than just saying, oh yeah, I, I accepted him a long time ago, and then you walk away and do your own thing. No, no, no. It's, it's a connection that you have to work on. Yes, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. I, I'm emphasizing much, not some, much. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. That's a big sentence, isn't it? Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. So God says, look, here's what I expect. I expect you as my child to produce fruit. Clear? Once you're connected to me, here's what I expect. Well, what does God want from me? I'm going to tell you. Oh, good. Well, I hope it's good for you. Here's what he wants. Are you ready? The condition for fruitfulness. There's a condition here. here. What's the condition? Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I cannot produce this fruit on my own. I can't do it by self-will. I can't do it through coming to this place where I think I got the energy and the effort and I'm smart enough, I can make this happen. I can't do it by myself. I'm dependent on God. I'm dependent on Jesus Christ. Secondly, here's the characteristics of fruitfulness. Number one, Galatians 5.22, very simple, very clear. The Holy Spirit, because when I accept Christ, the Spirit of God comes and lives within me, produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Oh, so He's going to tell me now what He expects me to produce a lot of, right? Come on, it's early, I know, but stay with me, all right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. 
We're not done with the list, but we've lost some of you already, haven't we? And you don't get to pick and choose here, by the way. Well, I'm really good with, you know, I've got, uh, let's see, I've got one, I got four out of the six, or, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing really well. Produce much fruit, much, all, fruit, singular, not plural, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against such things. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. They have been pruned. That's what pruning takes place. And since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every area, in every part of our life. So God expects me to have the fruit. We call it the fruit of the Spirit and He expects me to have much of it. As a Christian, what is God trying to do in me? He's trying to get me to be fruitful, isn't He? There's another word we have for this that we use sometimes, to grow up, to be mature, to be complete. There's a lot of words that we use to say this same thing. This is the heart of Christianity. I've accepted Christ. Um, a part uh, of, a, of the vine, and now he and I live together, I and him, he lives in me. The gardener is God working in us, through us, through Christ, to get me to grow up and to become mature and to become productive. And in order to do that, he has to prune, he has to cut away, he has to deal with certain areas of my life that are hindering me so that I can be fruitful. And what does that mean? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all of those things. Philippians chapter 1, verse 10. I want you to understand what really matters. Paul writes, he says, I want you to understand this so that you can be pure, blameless, live those kind of lives until Christ returns. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. The righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, He's the vine, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. I want you to have a righteous character. I want you to have the character of God and of Christ, and I want you to live that life, and I want you to produce this fruit. And it needs to be increasing day by day by day. Well, I'm not very good with patience. Then you know what God's doing? God is putting you in places where you have to be patient. Oh, you don't have to be, I guess. You can be impatient. And how does that work for you then? Not well, does it? God puts you in place. Well, I'm trying to love people. God will say, good, let's work on that. Let me bring some people into your life that are hard to love. And let's love them. 
Well, I I know, I struggle with self-control. God goes, okay, great, we're going to work on that. Let me cut away some things in your life that are hindering you from being this way, and let me bring some circumstances into your life so that you can become more and more fruitful. Because the problem is, if you don't produce fruit, you live a miserable life. You struggle in your walk with God. So, what's the curse of not producing good fruit? Because there is bad fruit, isn't there? You betcha. Matthew chapter 7, verse 17. A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree produces, can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify a people, a person, by their actions. Ooh. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father who's in heaven. So, I have to understand that, you know, it is evident and visible to people around you whether or not you are producing good fruit. Well, we're not to judge people. I'm not judging people. I'm not condemning people to say, you're going to someplace, you're going to do this. I'm not trying to question motives or anything else. All I am called to do is look at people around me and notice that by the way they behave, it determines how I want to associate with them. And if they're not producing good fruit, I don't want to be around them. I can know the people by their fruit. That's what we just read, right? What do you mean by that? By their actions, right? By their attitude, right? Well, don't judge me. I'm not the final judge. God will take care of that. He he said that. He says, you know, if you're that, I'm going to throw you a bundle up, throw you in the fire. It's, It's just the way it is. I'm not doing that. I'm not responsible for that. But I am responsible to make sure that my life does everything that it can to produce more fruit. I guess I can admit this now, although I probably said it before. When my kids were younger, by the way, if you don't know, I got five, I would choose their friends for them. Now, they didn't know this, but I had a way of, no, we're not going to be around that person. No, we're not going to listen to that. Now, I wasn't looking for a perfect kid for to be their friend. But I was looking for the rotten apple. Because we have a saying, don't we? One rotten apple spoils the whole bunch. Fruit. And you and I have a responsibility in our lives to be fruitful. And people should be able to look at us and say, that person is a Christian. 
because of the way that they live. And you're either producing good fruit or bad fruit. And you and I are responsible to do that. If I'm going to be connected to God, why is that important? Because He wants me to be fruitful. Let me say it to you another way. He wants me to grow up. He wants me to be mature. He wants me to take on His character traits. Well, why? Why should I do that? Well, let me give you some reasons. We stay connected so that we can enjoy the prizes. We can enjoy the prizes. John chapter 15, verses 7 to 11. Notice they're all listed for us right here. We have our prayers answered. We have our prayers answered. Notice what he says. Jesus talking about fruit, talking about staying in him. Here's what he says. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask for anything you want and it'll be granted. How can he say that? It's very easy. If I'm in Christ, I won't be asking for junk. I will be asking for things that honor Him, won't I? I won't just be asking for the things that make me feel good or that I want or think I deserve. I'll be praying about those things that He leads me to pray about and asking for the things that will bring Him glory and honor. And He says, look, if you remain in me, you and I will have the conversations and you'll be asking and I'll be able to give because you got a heart and a life that is productive and fruitful. I produce fruit. You see, if I remain in Him, I get to enjoy the fruit of life. We produce much fruit. When you produce much fruit... You are my true disciples. That's pretty clear, blunt, right? I mean, this isn't hard to understand, is it? Is it? It's pretty clear, right? Pretty simple. We just wrestle with it. Why? We don't like being pruned. We don't like getting rid of the junk in our life that's keeping us from producing good fruit. And so he says, look, if you'll stay in me, you'll produce much fruit, which means I'll be more loving, I'll be more generous, I'll be more kind, I'll be more patient, I'll keep increasing in those things. And those things will only do what? Those things will only benefit my life and make my life better, right? The answer's right, just so you, just so you know. We participate in glory to the Father, John 15, 8. This brings great glory to my Father. I want to honor God. How do I honor God? I produce fruit. I stay connected to Him. The vine, the branch, the gardener, I'm there. I want to bring glory to God. How can I do that? Producing much fruit. Because the gardener wants what's best for the vine, right? The gardener expects there to be fruit, correct? So I want to honor him. And I get to live in perfect love. Perfect love. Can't we all just love one another? 
You see, here's where we differ from the world too. Our definition of love is completely different than the world's definition of love. It's not even close, and I don't have time to get into that. Verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love, and when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I'm able to love when I'm connected to the vine because I have the love of God in my life. And then the last one, we have the power of joy. The power of joy. Verse 11, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Well, pastor, I don't have that joy. Then you need to understand and look at where's the fruit. Because when you're producing fruit, you get joy. The way to joy in life is being fruitful. So that begs the question to every one of us this morning, how fruitful is my life? What we've read today tells us that God wants us to produce much fruit. Much. Are you on a journey in your relationship with God where you can know that my life is growing, maturing, and I am more fruitful than I was a year ago? I have more joy than I had a year ago. I have more patience than I had a year ago. I have more love for people than I did a year ago. I have more self-control than I did a year ago. Anything that's healthy grows. Are you growing? Are you producing much fruit? So that's a question you have to ask. And I'm going to give you a moment to do that between you and God right now. Now, let me just make sure you understand something. Uh, you can't fool God. You can maybe fool the person next to you, but you can't fool Him. So you need to be honest with Him because He knows. And this is just about you and Him today. God, I recognize that I'm just a branch. I want to be connected to the vine, and I want my life to produce much fruit. I don't want just a little. I want much, because I want you to receive glory, and I want to have the joy that comes from living that way. So would you just bow your heads just right where you are, just as you take a moment between you and God, and be honest with Him. God, here's some things I know that you're trying to prune from my life, that you're trying to deal with me about, and I give them to you today. Here they are. You know them, I know them. I know it's not pleasing you. I know it isn't helping me, it's hurting me. Help me cut it out. And Lord, help me to remain 
in Christ, to grow closer to Him. Because the way I become more fruitful is becoming closer to Jesus Christ. The closer I get to Him, the more fruit is produced in my life. And I want to produce much fruit. Lord, this morning we thank You for the simplicity of this message. It's very clear to us how our lives are to be lived as Christians. Would You help us? And I know You're more than willing to, Father. You're there to be the gardener, to nourish us, to protect us, to prune us. You're there to help us. So, Lord, would You work in my life? Would You help me to grow in You, to become more like You? Would You help my life to produce much fruit? And I know that that will only happen as I am connected to Jesus Christ. Thank you for the life that you offer to me in Christ. Help us to be productive, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.